Hey everyone, Bucky here again. Glad you could join us for the second part of talking about internal pivots within your company and your career. The, earlier this week, we were looking at Cass's issue of him wanting to implement uh, a new project at his company related to blockchain. He's already got the funding, but he's facing some upper management issues. And we're kind of going through a lot of the problems that he had. Today, we're going to look at some of the solutions that he's already implemented or strategies that he's implemented to solve it. And then we'll go through maybe some additional solutions that he can use as a plan B. So going back over his main, his core three issues. First of all, a lot of people that he talked to didn't even understand how blockchain worked. I, I think we all know the name, but we don't necessarily know what it means and how it can be used. I think a lot of people just think it's cryptocurrency, like you think of Bitcoin, but there's many more applications that you can use in it. And so the, one of his biggest issues is folks just don't know what's being discussed. The second and third point kind of relate to each other. The second one is when he's looking for upper management help or decisions or guidance, they're, they're typically busy. They don't want to make a decision. Uh, they'd rather just move it, punt it down the field and go look at something else, like maybe, you know, a couple of emails that they can solve quickly, right? Who, who doesn't like that immediate gratification? And then the third one kind of related to the second is finding someone with leverage. So that the biggest one here is that there's already enough of a, a starter that Cass could just go and do this, but finding somebody with enough leverage that can turn this into like maybe a couple week project into a longer term project so that Cass can really flex out a new skill within his repertoire or understand a new business or functionality. So Cass, why don't you walk us through some of the strategies you've already taken over this past week and how they're, how they're working out for you? Yeah. And, and just to clarify, I actually, we don't, I don't have funding for this yet. So where I'm at currently is that I'm trying to convince my company that there's this particular funding source um, that we we should apply. And so gotcha. I'm just is... a liar. Then. I'm just a liar <laughs> on public radio now. You're a liar or you're a terrible listener. <laughs> <laughs> Pro probably the latter. <laughs> um, but to continue on with your, your question uh, and kind of recap, what I discussed and talked about last week is the only person that I talk to that has more leverage than I do is my supervisor. And my supervisor has also mentioned things to my manager. And overall, there's this whole process that you have to go through in order to qualify to apply for funding. And so my, what I'm doing now is, uh, is writing up the project proposal writing down all the details of what would like go into the, like to get, I guess project proposal, all, all the things that I'm writing down could be used for actually applying for the grant. The second thing is, and this is like something that I didn't necessarily bring up um, completely uh, in the last episode, the an issue is the fact that uh, you have to you have to have like a progressive, or at least in my situation, you have to have a progressive plan on how to implement it, how what what it can, like basically how to develop it, how to implement it, and where it's implemented within the company. With you know, because we want to sell it as a, a a product to something that we have pre existing at the company. Um, and then also how to expand on it. 
And so in my one-on-one with my supervisor, I actually fleshed out the whole lifespan from the next one, five, 10, 15, 20 years of how this whole thing can progress. And I related it back to different projects that my company is working on. And the point of doing that is my supervisor is talking to my manager. He's doing most of the talking to the upper management that would be involved in approving uh, us to apply for this grant. And so my goal currently is to provide him with solutions and information so at like a high level so that when he goes and talks to these people, these managers and directors and, and, and management that he is equipped with the, the knowledge and things to say of where we can plug in uh, this project into existing space within the company. Nice. Yeah. Those, those are all really good things. So um, in terms of, looking at upper management then now that you have your plan fleshed out with like your immediate core team, what are some of the strategies you're looking to, or that you've already started to implement for making sure that people understand what you're going to be talking about, talking about when you talk to them about blockchain and that one, five, 10, 20 year roadmap. Have you already started to flesh out some of those strategies? That's what I'm getting into now. And I think that kind of relates back to me, describing the whole process, not only of like, Hey, this is a project we should work on, but answering the questions of like, where does it fit in with the business model? Um, what, where can we implement this product with existing, uh, and uh, with things that we already currently have within the company, um, which I know is a little bit vague, but I don't want to give any details, any like real details away about what the project is and and who the company is and all that because liabilities, right? But um, uh, we make the same joke every podcast. But yeah, let I mean, let's <laughs> let's dig into that a little bit because I've had some of the same issues uh, jobs I've had in the past, and one of my one of my biggest roadblocks in the in my issues has has typically been the same sort of uh, le- folks lacking information so that they can make an informed decision. And I think that really relates to a lot of the directors that you have at your company. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know them personally, but I, w- I would imagine they're, they're very much the same as most of other people in management and other companies. They like to make decisions based off of things they already know. Most people are very comfortable going and hiring or firing somebody in a position that they know. But as soon as they get a new type of headcount, for example, they don't know necessarily who to hire or then maybe they hire somebody that they're used to in different roles and they hire them into that role and they're not successful and then when they're not successful how do you know at what point to fire them because you've never had this type of employee before so I think when you're looking if your initial plans don't succeed a lot I think a lot of your effort should be based on making sure that people in the positions of power or like going back to your third point of people that have leverage when you go back and you try and inform them about your plan, you should have a lot of setup into giving them information ahead of time so that by the time they have the plan in their hands, they know the basic information. The only information they need to decide now are tactical decisions, right? This becomes like, how many resources do we devote? How much money do we devote? How do we go after the funding? That should be a lot of 
the questions that they should be asking rather than like, is this a strategy move that we want to make? I think earlier this week when we were talking about some of the issues you were having, one of them was, where is it here? One of them was the goals and mission of the company, right? So you're, as much as this is not a project that's going to involve maybe hundreds of people in the beginning, it's totally different than from what the company does, right? There's some companies out there, like let's say Google. Google does like really random stuff all the time just because that's what Google does, right? Somebody comes up with a really great project. A manager says, wow, that project makes sense to me. Here's like X amount of money and here's extra resources so you can just go and do it. For most other companies, especially companies where you're watching cost control or you're scaling up, you don't have the same sort of leverage at those companies to just say, I would like to start this new project. It's going to consume a lot of my time. And you know what I'm really going to need in a couple months? Other people's time. Because then you have to convince other people at the company that they want to work on your project. You have to convince their managers that they should work on your project. It takes a lot more time. So maybe maybe we should go back over a bit more of the um, solutions that you have for looking at those folks with leverage and like one or what are like over the next like couple of weeks or couple of months, what are like the one or two strategies you're going to take with them to make sure that by the time they have this information in their hands, they're totally on board. Yeah. Um, and I want to note too, that the good, the good thing is, is a lot of the lower level employees at my company, there's quite a few that are understand this technology well. Um, and, and would back Yay, millennials back <laughs> they're all old millennials and actually <laughs> older even but yeah yeah yay millennials screw you generation y z whatever they are <laughs> whoever they are <laughs> um yeah so what i'm doing now is i'm writing a project proposal that's step one and in that project proposal I'm fleshing out how to, like, like I said before, the stages of implementation, the technologies that we would use to develop. I can, uh, I need to write out like the time frame that you would suspect this to happen in. And then once that's written, I can send that to my supervisor. And, and then that he would be able to read that and then retain the information and so when he goes and talks to, cause he does most of the talking, uh, he'll bring me in, um, into meetings that he schedules with upper management, but, um, the initial contact and, and conversations happen with him. So this would equip him with better knowledge and understanding of what the whole project is from start to finish basically, but also at every level of technicality from a low level to a high, high, high perspective of, of the benefit for the company. And then the last thing is that we have a process with a step-by-step -step plan that you have to go through to, um, to get approved to apply for funding. So we have to go through that, that process. If that process doesn't work out because um, there's a particular individual that runs that, that, that group, basically R&D group, right? 
the, the, the director of the R&D group runs that process. If that doesn't work out, the next strategy is actually to go above him, which maybe I shouldn't say go above him, but is to go to the CTO who is, has a much better understanding of the future of the industry that I'm in. <laughs> um, and that would be the backup plan. And I think we would find a lot more success there. Uh, but that's, that's the whole ecosystem plan that is set out right now. So, Bucky, I don't know if there's uh, any, any past experience that you've had with kind of the same process, or maybe you can relate to how uh, something that you've experienced before differs from what I've just laid out. Yeah, I'll just make one note to like not step on toes. <laughs> Going, going all the way to the CTO when there's like four people in between. That's a smart move. I've done that before, but if you don't do it in the right way. Some people, uh, a lot, some people are powering like command and control kind yeah. of folks, especially at technology companies. Not as many uh, people with the great soft skills over there. Um, <laughs> but I, I think for the for the technical programs that I've gone through in the past or implemented, most of the time it went a lot slower than I anticipated to get it off the ground just because it took so much time to get people on board. And I think, I think you're lucky because most of the people uh, in like those entry level jobs or there's their near entry level jobs understand the technology you're talking about. And it's, it's a very exciting technology. And so I don't think you'd have an issue getting people to sign up for whatever program you want, want to institute with blockchain. Right. I think your real issue is going to be convincing their managers or their department heads, hey, this is something that we really want to go and do. And so in, in my past experience, a lot of my time has been just getting at the table, um, maybe for like 15 minutes of like a coffee chat or like even doing like lunches and like reaching out and say, hey, I'd really like to understand how you operate in your part of the world, your department you know, can we go, can we go to lunch today? Like meet in the cafeteria. And then, you know, while you ask them a lot of questions about themselves, you subtly make comments about not, not even make comments, but ask questions about like, do you know about blockchain? Do you know about like X, Y, and Z? Do you know that there's funding out there for us to do these kinds of things? And then it's in their mind in a non-work environment that they can either go and research it themselves or when it does come up in the work environment, since they've already heard it a couple of times, it's not totally foreign to them. And they know that it, that exists, even if they relate, oh my gosh, this is the guy that talked to me at lunch or over coffee. And now he's telling me about it in a professional work meeting and asking me to make a decision. For them, they're, it's, they're already past the point of surprise. And so now it becomes a business decision that enables them to stay within their normal line of work. Most people don't like to go out and do things that are totally foreign to them unless they have to. So th those would be some of the things I would, I would relate from my past experience. I think those are all really great points, Bucky. And uh, I want to thank you for bringing those up. They're definitely not strategies that I've implemented in my process. I've been doing the surprise aspect of it rather than the, the back end kind of throwing in the uh, throwing in just the idea of it and then coming into the front and saying, Hey, let's make a decision. So I think that's great advice and, and something that I'll, I'll certainly look into and figure out how to implement. Uh, but I want to say that's all we have for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
We'll catch you next time.